Episode 336 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. I'm Sam Miller with Ben Lindbergh. Ben, how are you? Okay. Pretty excellent. Pretty tired. I expected uh, to have a very peaceful weekend, and that didn't happen. Do you, do you want to tell us about it, Ben? <laughs> well, we're probably going to talk about it, right? Oh, you mean work-wise? Yep, just work-wise. Okay. I didn't do anything fun other than writing I'll... about transactions, which is fun. I learned something about football today. Um, they talked uh, quite a bit during uh, the football game, the big game, about uh, Bill Belichick's uh, preference to use a left-handed punter, a left-footed punter, uh, because the spin is different and mm-hmm. nobody's used to fielding left-footed punts. Oh. And there were like seven or eight fumbles on punts. It was amazing. It was like just this incredible moment where this thing that is probably worth, I mean, it's like the kind of the classic thing that will suggest and then like you'll do the math and maybe it works out to a one run a year and you're like, hey, it's a, you know, it's $500,000, you know, they should do it. That's, it's like a classic one run a year strategy and like literally seven or eight funds. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, you see that in a lot of sports. I wrote, I wrote a thing about that once about left-handed pitchers and there's, the same thing with like left-handed servers and tennis and just the, the lack of familiarity with, with the angles is an mm. advantage. All right, so I want to talk about uh, Johnny Peralta, and specifically I want to talk about this, um, this movement or something that seems to be bubbling up that uh, in response to him getting a, a good contract, maybe a market rate contract, maybe even a little bit more than a market rate contract, uh, this idea that um, that it's the straw that breaks some camel's back and uh, will force baseball to have stricter PED penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, the phrase that pays is, uh, it pays to cheat. Uh, mm-hmm. Brad Ziegler tweeted that. Ken Rosenthal uh, used it for a headline. Um, and it's a thing that we've been hearing. You know, you hear about it, um, you know, constantly from like sort of, bitter fans if Bartolo Colon throws a shutout, you know, like two years after his, or a year after his suspension, you'll hear, ah, well, you know, it pays to cheat. But here, in this case, they're saying it's specifically, literally paid Johnny Peralta um, for him to have used PEDs because presumably, uh, you know, the, the thinking goes, he, he, he was he was better than he would have been, and, and because of that, he made a lot more money. Um, and so uh, let me skim this for a decent paragraph to read from Ken Rosenthal. Uh, All right. Uh, I remain skeptical of harsher penalties as a panacea, agreeing with the position of some in the union that the fear of getting caught is a more efficient, uh, more effective deterrent. Michael Weiner, the late union chief, held that position, but I doubt the new union leadership can persuade the players that it is still the right one. Peralta is the final blow. Um, So I guess I want to know, first off, um, if it is your opinion uh, that a problem needs to be fixed here, uh, and if it is your opinion that Johnny Peralta is being paid because he cheated, I don't think he is. And I, in my, I wrote a, an article about the signing, and my sort of takeaway about this, and I, I hadn't really seen anyone complaining about it yet, but I, I wrote something about how I figured that 
various columnists and fans will be up in arms about the the fact that his positive test and his suspension didn't seem to to cost him a cent. Um, but the the more interesting takeaway for me, I thought, was not that teams don't punish PED users by not paying them as much, uh, but that teams evidently aren't convinced that PEDs do anything, right? Isn't that kind of the, the takeaway? That That's what I was thinking when this deal was signed, because if the Cardinals believe that Peralta's year last season was PED enhanced and then he got caught taking whatever he was taking and suspended for it and presumably he would be less likely to continue taking the same thing again then they would be worried right they'd think oh he's gonna fall apart now that he's no longer taking whatever he was taking but clearly they're not concerned about that at all right they're they gave him a a ton of money he's their fourth highest paid player they're clearly not concerned that his performance was tied to the, the performance enhancement, right? You know, you know, my favorite part about the last minute and a half is is how excited you are by the novelty of your thinking when you said, <laughs> I think you said this exact thing like four months ago. Did I? <laughs> At some point, this this sentiment has uh, definitely appeared. I thought on, I had a hot take. One. It's conceivable that I said it and you weren't listening, <laughs> but definitely this, oh, this 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 was discussed. It was maybe discussed when Peralta came back, uh-huh. um, and we, maybe we talked about you know how they were doing anything they could to get him back in the lineup, or maybe it was a it was about the Rangers being mad that Cruz was taking a suspension, or maybe we were talking about somebody getting traded, Marlon Bird or something like that getting traded. I don't remember, but. Yeah, definitely, definitely you have said words along these lines. So. Try to have one hot take and then take it away from me. That was my uh, only chance. But isn't that well, kind of the, I mean. Yeah, no, it's super interesting. And, and, and in fact, I, uh, even before, um, even before this, but I mean, certainly someone will do it now. Someone's already done it. It'll be on some site tomorrow. There's no use of of us even keeping this a secret anymore because someone will definitely write this. Uh, but someone is going to analyze the free agent contracts of... You okay uh, over there? <laughs> yeah, mouse. Mouse fell. Mm-hmm. Cordless mouse, the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody is going to analyze the free agent signings of, of uh, PD players to see whether they actually do get paid, more or less. And um, and so, yeah, I, I would guess that before this, they had gotten a little bit less. Um, like, well, it's hard. I've been going back and forth in my head. Cabrera seemed to not get as much as he would have otherwise. Well, we, but, just, uh, but, we just, I don't know if you saw it. We got a question from Eric Hartman. It's not the email show, but it is about this. So I, I guess I might as well bring it up now. Um, he, he asked, uh, Coming off a near-MVP caliber, two-thirds of a season, Melky Cabrera signed a modest two-year, $16 million deal. The yeah. common parlance at the time was that GMs couldn't trust his hitting, wasn't the result of his PED suspension. If anything, his horrible 2013 season may, though I'm dubious, serve as evidence of this. It seemed that a PED suspension could serve as anathema for a potential free agent's value. However, this offseason has flipped the script with Peralta receiving a very handsome contract in line with what might expect even without his suspension and high demand for Nelson Cruz. It seems that there is no penalty applied for their suspension. And his question was, what was so special about Melky that he mm-hmm. got dinged for that? Yeah, well, and the answer to Melky is partly his 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 longer history and his Babbitt, 
right? Right, I think so. So yeah. those those would be those would be competing narratives. Although it's not, you know, it's possible that there was also some some PED taint. We can't say. I mean, for one thing, just because one GM signed Peralta uh, doesn't mean that twenty nine others would have. Maybe twenty nine, maybe twenty nine out of thirty teams think that it it does. I mean, we you, that's the thing about free agent signings is that it's hard to draw market trends from them a lot of times because you don't get the mean. You get the outlier, you get the extreme, and so uh, only one GM has to think that, and you don't necessarily know what the second bid was. Uh, but I will say that Bartolo Colon also seemed like evidence of this because Bartolo Colon had, you know, a real good year with the A's in 2012, um, and came back for like nothing. Basically, he got paid three million dollars on a on a one year deal. Unless I, I, yeah, I think I'm remembering this right. He wasn't. He was, it wasn't an option, I don't think. Uh, I think they brought yeah, him back for one year and so. $3 million. And so then you'd think, oh, well, maybe he got the same penalty. But he had a much better year. He had, like, the second best year of his career this year. And nobody's, like, really talking about him at all. He didn't get a qualifying offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's old, but he was really, well, like... Neither did Peralta. Uh, oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Which is very strange. Um, that is very strange. Although, uh, kind of. I mean, he got four years and thirteen million, right? Basically, and yes. that's like P- Napoli last year got three and thirteen before the hip thing, and uh, Hunter got two and thirteen, and at that time, per qualifying offer was thirteen. So we talked at the time about how that was sort of funny, but then we, you know, we also realized that maybe they wouldn't have gotten that if they'd had a draft pick attached to them. So it's not that surprising that Peralta could get $13 million average annual value over more years when he didn't get a um, qualifying offer mm-hmm. from the tax. Anyway, so uh, I wanted to use Cologne to make one point, but then it doesn't seem like Cologne necessarily makes that point. Who else is there? Rosenthal brought up Marlon Bird. Is the, does the timing work for Marlon Bird to, to, to do this, or is it not, not really? Uh, well, his wasn't his suspension season the, the bad season for him? Yeah, yeah. And then he came back and had a good season. So, yeah, exactly. It it doesn't seem it seems like a different class of yeah. Uh, it's a different thing. I mean, that's like that would be like going, oh wow, no one's holding it against David Ortiz. They signed him two years ago. Right. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Um, to your point, I think it it seems to be. I mean, I guess once more and more of these guys sign, uh, will will be able to put together a little bit more of a study. But yeah, it doesn't seem to me like there's a um, a league-wide uh, decision that PEDs are doing much, and yeah, I mean, yeah, Peralta, um, Peralta got what? Didn't they say that Peralta got offered like four and forty-eight from another team? Uh, and the report was that he took a big discount to go to the Cardinals, which is uh-huh. crazy. Uh, I don't know whether he had an offer in hand or he was just asking for a lot more, um, but but that was the report that he. He took less to go to St. Louis and got fifty-three million dollars. Yeah, I think that there was an offer that was like four and forty-eight or something like that, and Heyman reported that like the team that offered that was told it wasn't even in the ballpark. Uh, yeah, Gammons, I think it was, said that uh, that they were hinting to people that they had a four-year fifty-two offer, and that a team was told that they weren't even in the game for that, uh, mm-hmm. and that he was seeking fifty-six to seventy-five. I'm, I'm. I mean, it, it's not directly related to the, the PEDs, but I, I, why do you think we 
failed to see how much he got coming. No one, no one's, it's kind of funny because now that it happened, it seems like most of the takes are that it's fairly reasonable. But as recently as a couple of weeks ago, no one was projecting anything in this neighborhood for him. In my article, I, I wrote about some of the, the people who make free agent contract predictions like Heyman and Heyman surveyed a GM and an agent and Jim Bowden at ESPN made predictions and they've proven very accurate in the past. And the, the first nine guys, nine guys that he made predictions for signed before Peralta and he, as a group, nailed them. He was like yeah. six million or so off. Like yeah. he, he projected 219 and they got 225 or something. And then he was 30 million off on Peralta. He, he projected two, two and 20 for him. And Heyman was right in that same neighborhood. And the GM and agent, I think the GM he talked to said two and 16. Um, and then he gets four and 53. And I, I figured maybe the, the Cardinals found that everyone was so convinced that they were going to trade for someone that maybe everyone was holding them hostage and trying to, you know, get Shelby Miller out of them for JJ Hardy and that sort of thing. Um, and so maybe they just figured, well, we'll just take the hit. We have lots of reasonable contracts elsewhere and we don't do this often. We don't really sign free agents for a lot of money. We never do that save for Matt holiday. Uh, and so we'll just do it this time and it'll be a big upgrade in the short term. And, and that's that. But it's strange. I, I, I exchanged emails with one front office person earlier today, and he said that he had never misread a market as badly as as this one. Wait, so uh, what did he tell you is the reason that everybody was? Uh, he, I, he was as, as surprised as I was. I, I don't know. So, all right. So uh, I guess two possible ideas. One is that... Um, uh, people had established this idea that PED position players get a going rate and they kind of over, um, uh, over, what, do you, what is the term? What is that term when you see a phenomenon, you, uh, recency of, or, oh, anchoring or something? No, 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 no. You, uh, you overfit, overfit. Oh, okay. Uh, -huh. uh, maybe they overfit that kind of idea. Um, or, I mean, my feeling about this, at least as regards to why, Everybody is calling it somewhat reasonable now, uh, even though nobody was expecting it. My kind of feeling is that everybody thinks that Peralta is a minus 10 defensive shortstop because he's fat mm -hmm. and he's kind of slow and he had to move off the position once. Yeah. And you just you hear about the Tigers' terrible defense. Mm -hmm. um, you know that the Tigers' pitchers all had terrible FIPs. You know their ground ball pitchers uh, who all had uh, sorry who had terrible FIP ERA gaps. Um, and so you just sort of think, well, Peralta's a minus 10 shortstop. And then the Cardinals sign him, and you sort of give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. And then you look at the stats, and mm -hmm. they all say he's average. Yeah. <laughs> and you sort of go, oh, well, I guess he's not a minus 10 shortstop. And you 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 change your mind, and you think yeah. he's, a, he's an average shortstop. And once you add 10 runs a year to his value uh, on defense, he's worth it. Um, yeah, he's he's having a, a crazy backwards career, which I wrote about. Like he's doing everything yeah. out of order. Like he, right? His original team that drafted or signed him and developed him and saw him every day for a decade thought that he should move to third base when he was 27 uh, to make room for Estrubal Cabrera, 
who has been a, a negative defender, according to every defensive metric. So they move him to third at age 27, and then his next team moves him back, and now he's he's locked up to probably be a shortstop through you know his mid-30s, so that's backwards. People don't usually get get better at defense, but if you look at his his defensive ratings, he, he certainly has seemed to. And then he's making money out of order too. He was he was a he was a free agent at age twenty-eight. That's when that's when guys cash in when they get to be free agents when they're still sort of in their prime. And he got a, a two year deal. Two years guaranteed for like eleven million, less than eleven million, uh, with an option for a third year. And so now he's 31 going to be 32 in May and now he gets the four-year deal I mean the the market has changed but it's it's just a really strange trajectory you think that's weird Ben he's seen season four of Game of Thrones but he hasn't seen <laughs> seasons one through three <laughs> that's even weirder it's not even, it out even yet. so so all right let's go though uh before we we end let's go to the pertinent point at hand um GMs don't have any responsibility to, uh, I don't know. Well, the thing about this is that I don't even think, uh, I don't even think you can say that he's getting uh, paid for cheating unless you think that GMs are, you know, incapable of pricing this information into their into their price. Because because if players were paid completely retroactively for what they did, uh, then sure you could say you get paid for cheating. If you're if everybody's working for incentives. Um, and each home run actually does get them paid. And fine, but GMs are pay- basically paying for what they think you're going to do next. And so mm-hmm. unless you think that teams are totally incapable of making rational decisions that price this in to the future, um, he wouldn't be getting paid more for what he's done. I mean, it's all out in the open. You could very easily make the case if uh, you if, if maybe you know if salaries were going up and you suspected lots of guys were cheating that weren't getting caught, you could make that case. But but Peralta got caught. He the, it's all out there. It's all known, um, and so you can't. It, it seems pretty hard to make the case that he's being cheated or he's being paid for cheating. So what it really comes down to is that you want to see them get penalized for cheating, right. right? That I mean, it's it's just it's like kind of I don't know. It bothers people to see. Uh, the world's richest, happiest people continue to be rich and happy when they do things wrong. And so, uh, you know, I guess that's where it comes down to what Rosenthal is talking about, where the solution is to, you know, instead of thinking like somehow the the, the rational market is going to do it for you, um, you know, the market being a, an amoral thing that can't really do that. It, so instead of expecting the market to do it, um, it has to be done by players in, in the league. And it's, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I kind of think that Brad Ziegler's point is off and that it's, it's probably, I don't know that I don't know that I think it's well thought out or, or not. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think it's probably, I, I'm kind of glad that he's saying it. I, I, like, to, I like to see players uh, criticize other cheaters. I think that's the effective, that's what's effective is when players, uh, you know, make it a, a, a peer pressure thing as well as uh, rally the union mm-hmm. to do something about it. Um, that's Those are the two most effective ways, I think, to, to stop PED use, which is generally considered to be a, um, you know, a, a good for the game. So mm-hmm. I think it's good even even if Ziegler, you know, 
yeah, I don't know. He's, he's probably off, but he's often in, in the right way. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And I do, I do wish people would uh, would kind of have the same attitude towards the PED use that teams do, though, which is that maybe it doesn't do that much, because then we'd probably all be less worked up about it. I don't mind being worked up about it. I don't even think it does that much, and I still don't mind being worked up about it. Yeah. Because then, what happens when there is one that does something? Mm-hmm. What, what you've already you've already blown your moral high ground. You yeah. got to take you got to take cheating seriously, whether yes. it does something or not. It is actual cheating, and maybe the result doesn't matter as much as the intent. But the the idea that you know Johnny Peralta hit three oh three last year of uh, steroids, uh, or Melky Cabrera hit whatever he hit for two thirds of a season of oh, steroids, when you can look and say, well, he had a really high BABIP, maybe he's just getting lucky steroids don't make you lucky um i don't know it seems like there's an alternative explanation um gold goldstein always uh if i'm remembering this correctly goldstein always thought that uh peralta was much better than the internet gave him credit for even even defensively uh-huh. it's my recollection can i say anything about other moves or are you gonna hang up on me I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> okay. I spent all weekend writing about transactions. I have so much to say. You could point people to our website, our <laughs> URL address. That's a good idea. Uh, baseballprospectus.com is our, <laughs> is our website. Uh, and I wrote a bunch of articles there about all the moves that happened. A lot of them. Yeah, like and, seven. Yeah. <laughs> and other people wrote articles about other moves. Basically, we covered everything. So... If you're interested in anything I have to say about uh, Joe Smith or Brian McCann or my my man Jose Molina, uh, just go to baseballperspectus.com. All right. Okay. Thanks. See ya. Bye.